Good evening and welcome to another podcast of, and when I say I mean, I'm your host Austin. And I am your other host, Adrian. Once again, I'm falling apart on this introduction. <laughs> we do the same introduction every week. I know. Somehow, you, you are always are the one who messes it up. One of our listeners did tell me that she listens to the podcast in the evening. So. Oh, wow. At least one listener. That's Valerie great. from State College, I guess. She's now from State College. Recent, recent Recently of State, State College. State College. That same listener also told me that the Ben Rector recommendation was the best recommendation we've ever given. Really? Oh, I'm yeah. offended. Well, to be for what it's worth, most of your recommendations are a little harder to do. What? Than, read a book. Okay, well, not all of us read at ridiculous pace like you do. You don't have to read all the books I recommend. Just right. some of them. What I'm saying is, I mean, you it's don't just have easier. to read some of them, but right, right. feel free, listeners. Uh, but speaking of your recommendations, I listened to uh, uh, "True Sadness" today. Yeah. Uh, by the Avett Brothers, which was nice. a recommendation from last week, but in real world time, <laughs> it's from yesterday. Uh, while I was doing some MATLAB programming, mm-hmm. uh, it was good. No hard feelings. Mm. Um, that's a great song. It is such a great song, and it's such a great message. Yeah. Because it's like, there, so many things about it are a great message. Yeah. Which I think, I think the main point is like when you're dying, not having any hard feelings. Is that kind of the main, the main message? Oh, I was taking it just generally. Right. That's how I like to apply it. Is like, um, what's the line? It hasn't done any good for anyone. And so yeah. like, it's yeah. such a good line. It's like. Why do we have hard feelings towards other people? Because it it don't it doesn't do any good for us. It only does harm. I think that's just a great line. A they great also thought. quote the. Uh, I'm sure they're just quoting the Bible, but it's also the the title of a uh, short story by Leo Tolstoy, uh, "The Kingdom of Heaven Is Within You." Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget which song that's in, but I don't remember. But I remember hearing it. Or anyway, it's familiar, it was but I don't know what song. It's a good recommendation. Yeah. I didn't, so I, have, did, I didn't have any crazy adventures today. Well, is there anything else that has happened in your week? You, have you started classes? Uh, uh yes. Um, I mean, kind, kind of. Mm-hmm. Actually, I did just add a class today, but I, I haven't attended it because it's Tuesday, Thursday. Uh, that's nanophotonics. Um, which is a chemical engineering class for some reason. That sounds like it could actually be a really applicable class, maybe. Right, that's why I'm taking it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I was worried that you weren't going to take any, like, the the rest of your classes you needed to fulfill your degree, I thought were just going to be garbage classes that you're just like, oh, we can check off boxes. Um, that's, that's what the plan was after Vladimir's sad passing mm-hmm. but this course does seem like a course I should take right right but you so haven't officially that, that started, started but I didn't know it was happening until yesterday and right now it, yeah, I'll, I'll have it tomorrow mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's that's good that's exciting yeah 
And, and that's your only class that you're taking this semester? I'm taking a directed study, which is, I'm not sure how much of a class that'll actually be. Yeah. That one's a, a check the box of required courses, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, some other interesting things that happened to me this past week in real world time and also has happened in between these episodes, kind of. Uh, this past weekend, me and some friends went out, my roommates mainly, and Becca went out to go take pictures because we were practicing for going to Iceland. Oh yeah, I saw that on Facebook. So I had this cool, hipster, old-fashioned uh, film camera that I am taking to Iceland. Nice. And I had to go figure out how to use it. Um, turns out, well, it's probably be, it was helpful that I had somebody else who knew how to use a film camera, but it turns out it's not actually all that difficult. Yeah. Um, Doesn't the camera do most of the work? Actually, no. So so my camera is, is old and a, a version that doesn't do, you have to do everything manual. So um, I, you have some experience taking pictures. Um, I do. So do you? So I don't change the ISO at all. Okay. Um, that's done by the the film itself. So the film is set to a specific ISO, and so you have to set your camera to that. You don't get to change that from camera like picture to picture. Sure. Um, so the only and then I have to change the only other things that I change is the shutter speed and the aperture. Um, I mean that and, that is like how you control the ISO, right? Um, I have no idea because I don't do anything with ISO. I, I was under the assumption that they were three different things. I don't know. Ask Kelly. She would know. Yeah. That's what Valerie told me to do. Ask Kelly. Oh, but anyways, <laughs> great. I took I took pictures this past weekend, and then I, I got them today. They were developed, and I got to see them today. So they were. it was a lot of fun. Um, so I'm looking forward to taking pictures in Iceland. Um, with my hipster film camera. And if the pictures don't turn out, at least I'll look super hipster while I'm there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, wear less ridiculous socks. Uh, that's just going to be my recommendation. Less ridiculous socks than I currently wear? Or like socks that... Oh, do you no. mean from the picture? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, actually, those are great socks. Those socks... I should recommend those socks. Okay, wear the socks, but like... I'm going to wear, wear long longer pants. pants. It's going to be like 40s and 50s and rainy and like 40 mile an hour winds the entire time we're there, I think. Nice. So hopefully I'm still alive by the time you're listening to this episode. But anyways, I got, uh, there were some good pictures in there. I got a nice one of Sam. That would be a sad tragedy. I was thinking today, uh huh. if we die, this this would be like the record of our relationship. That like is... The, that like, would be like the surviving artifact of our relationship well yes and no i would hope that there are like other things that but more that, that would just be like and uh, what's that word Anis anecdotes anecdotes yeah we got a train going by but again it's too hot to close the windows so we got Absolutely. them open today um anecdotes you know what um i don't know what that means but i i guess i was thinking more anecdotes of like, are like a fun story I was thinking more of like our family photo albums. Yeah, but f photos are, are different than 
us talking to each other. But these podcasts are also different than us talking to each other. That's true, but it's more of us talking to each other than a photograph. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. Well, uh, speaking of lasting imprints after people die that are on the internet forever, mm-hmm. that is a, a fairly good segue into what I want wow. to talk about today. What? I'm just surprised that is a fairly good segue into what you want to talk about today. Well, I mean, so what I want to talk about today is this the idea of the fact that everybody wants to be a YouTuber. Okay. I'm not really sure. I'm I'm gonna make that blanket statement. Um so so it's a it's a it's a segue because like I'm pretty sure like Rhett and Link have talked about it. He's like after we die, like our good mythical morning's still gonna be on the internet forever and people can go back and look well, at it. If forever, is, forever. Is, is probably an exaggeration, but but yeah, so how did I get here? How did I get to this topic? Um, so I was watching, I was watching soccer, Premier League soccer, and one thing I like to do while I'm watching the Premier League is, especially when I'm watching Liverpool, is go on to the Twitter account Sports with John Green. Okay. Who is a big Twitter fan, or, and by Twitter fan, he, uh, he's not a Twitter fan. He's a Liverpool fan. So I like to like read his tweets. He like live tweeted all of the World Cup games too, so that was enjoyable. So oh, that's nice. kind of how I, I found that outlet, aside from the fact that I love everything John Green. Right. Um, but but so when I was on when I was on his Twitter looking at him his live tweets for the soccer game, I stumble across these other live tweets that are about this boxing match. And I'm like, what? What is he referencing? He's talking about like YouTubers boxing, and then mm-hmm. this sparks my my memory. I'm not sure if that's a saying, but it should be that there was a boxing match a while back between Logan Paul, who is a Vine man who has turned YouTuber. I don't think the word is Vine man, <laughs> but I know what you're saying. Also, for what it's worth, I had a couple of comments that we didn't talk about vines at all when we were talking about memes in our meme podcast. Uh, I told I, I told uh, them that was because we don't really know anything about memes I, or vines. No, that's true. Um, um, so, anyways, Logan Paul fought somebody else. I forget who he he fought the first time. It was literally just a random boxing match between two YouTube, like, vloggers, essentially. Um, and then, so then there's this other YouTube guy who is, like, primarily a, um, I, I don't know what he does now, but he used to do, like, FIFA stuff. KSI is his name. Okay. And so, for some reason, he and Logan Paul are feuding, and so they're like, let's have a boxing match. And so, there's, like, this huge big thing where they, they now have a boxing match. Um, and so that happened this past week, and John Green was watching it and was tweeting it. Um, I read an article, shocker, guys, I read an article for this episode. Um, I didn't read the whole article, so don't don't be too surprised. But anyways, it was basically them talking about this and how this person was basically talking about how this boxing match was just a joke and it was just like all this nonsense that was going on. But anyways, where this is, I think where that's I'm like trying to... Logan Paul's defining message. 
that everything is a joke? No, this is just nonsense. Yeah. I don't really know enough about Logan Paul to officially make a statement on him, but what I do know about Logan Paul is that I don't really like him. Um, that's fair. But anyways, anyway. that's, that's not really the point. Then that got me thinking, there are, there are kids out there that are aspiring to be YouTubers and vloggers and things like that. Um, and I'm, I'm concerned because I don't think that that is a very good aspiration for the, for the youth of right now. Uh, why not? Um, so, so I was thinking, comparing and contrasting it to what were my dreams and aspirations when I was a child, which, basically my goal was to be an astronaut. Mm-hmm. Now, if you do the math, it probably will add up to be that my chances of becoming an astronaut are significantly less than my chances of becoming a YouTuber. It depends on what level of YouTuber you want to be. But even, even, yeah, but even still, probably less likely that I'm going to become an astronaut. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking about potatoes right now, because we keep saying YouTubers. So I'm thinking of just, like, potatoes with TVs coming out of them. And then, like, sprouting little other YouTubers out of them and then growing into potatoes. Sorry. It should be, like, a meme where it's, like, a potato with, like, the YouTube thing coming out of it. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. um, So my aspirations were to be an astronaut. And why do I think that that is better than... My than having my aspirations to be a YouTuber because I think that it, it just puts you on a better trajectory for success. So it's like it's like you aim high and even if you miss, you're still gonna be okay. If you aim high as a YouTuber and you're aiming for the YouTube lands and you miss, you're gonna like it's not gonna be it's not gonna go as well. Um, um, I mean, I mean it I, could. I feel like you're biased by your own aspirations, though. Not everyone's aspirations are to be astronauts. Like, right. many people, when we were just young lads in elementary school, wanted to be actors, I'm sure. How, like, how is that different? Um, I, don't, I don't know. They f- I don't, is it I don't like, think that your aspiration should be to be an actor. Yeah, I was assuming based on this <laughs> th- this argument, but like that 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 is people's aspirations, right? Um, so so like, you're arguing that, that I don't think it's a new phenomenon. I right, just think there's right. a lower perceived bar of entry for YouTube than there is for being an actor. So it seems more accept- accessible. So it seems more acceptable. Um. N- no, I th- I think people are more willing to uh, commit, actually commit to being a YouTuber than they are to actually being an actor, because the the barrier for entry is lower on YouTube. I w- I would still say that aspiring to be an actor is still better than aspiring to be a YouTuber because. 
even if you are aspiring to be an actor, there's still a lot more work that needs to go into that. I, not Nothing against YouTubers, but I feel like most of them are, are just sitting in front of a computer or a cell phone vlogging their life. Now, I, I don't watch a lot of vlogs, so I don't really know. Um, but that's the, that's the idea I get. Um, or, or opening boxes, unboxing videos. Um, I don't know how popular unboxing videos still are. Apparently they're wildly popular. Is that still true? I, last I heard, which is within the last month. Okay. So, so my, my, I guess my thought on being an actor is for those who want to be an actor and aspiring to be an actor, well, maybe they still don't really realize that there's going to be a lot of hard work that goes into that. But they should realize that there's going to be a lot of hard work with it that goes into that. And even if you work hard and don't become an actor, I still think that that hard work mentality is going to pay off in the long run. I don't know. It depends on like your your YouTube circle, I guess. Like, there are YouTubers that put a lot of work into making videos. No, f for sure, for sure. But I don't think that most of those people just all of a sudden started putting a lot of time and money and energy into a YouTube show. Wait, what do you mean? So, for instance, like, um. Rhett and Link, yep. they didn't. They didn't initially have this huge production value for Good Mythical Morning. Even when Good Mythical Morning started, it was very low production value, yep. um, and and very little effort um, in a lot of ways. Um, Hank and John Green, when they started, it was literally them sitting in front of their computer again, just talking to their brothers, and now they have a whole company where they produce YouTube videos and things of that nature. Um, even people like... These are making me sound really old, maybe, but yep. like people like The Lonely Island, for instance. Oof. Their videos at the beginning were also very low production value. Maybe that was because it was like the early 2000s, but it was also because they didn't have a whole lot of entry, and uh, entry their their entry level was really low, I guess. And then by the end of when they were really big, they're on a boat with T Pain, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you don't. I, I guess my point is, for most people who are getting into YouTube, you don't start. I don't know. It sounds terrible because video editing does take some time, I guess. But it, it doesn't seem to start with a lot of hard work. Yeah. Okay, so you're saying that being a YouTuber seems easy for people and that doesn't teach them to value hard work? No, what I'm saying is that when you strive to be a YouTuber, you're not putting a lot of work and energy that will also allow you to do that will help you in other areas of life once you fail at becoming a youtuber wow i'm assuming that, that, is, a, that is a dark that, picture no for these no, people's no. hopes and dreams but that's the whole point of what i'm trying to say is that you need to you need to pick aspirations that are going to put you on a right path because on a strong path because 
-hmm. almost nobody hits their goals, but when you fall back on whatever's there, you want to be on a path that is, you know, strong. Okay, and Mr. I'm, I'm concerned Cynical. that YouTube does not does not help have a, a strong path. Uh, okay, that's fair. Um, but like, you could definitely be a mediocre YouTuber for a while, and like, so what's the the ultimate achievement of YouTube? What is the ultimate achievement of YouTube? Yeah, like if I, if I you hit peak YouTube, what's the outcome? That's what you do it, for your is job. Is that worth trying? You make videos, and that's all you do. Or you play video games, and people watch you play Fortnite all day, and that's what you okay. You know, that's how you gain money. Um, and so Good. you don't have to do anything other apart from like sitting in front of your computer recording yourself that's kind of what I'm envisioning so I'm thinking about being a writer right and people say that in a hypothetical situation and like aren't the arguments similar for that it's like oh you're almost always going to fail and then what are the transferable skills so to me the ultimate outcome of writing is great things so is there is it is it also worth it to to invest in YouTube because the output can be great and it sounds like you're saying no. Well, I mean, I, I don't think that YouTube adds to society as much as writing does. Um, I think yes. I mean, maybe, but I I, I don't think that it. So no. I just said lots of things. But to answer your question, no, I don't think that... What was the statement again? Uh, that the the pinnacle of YouTube achievement is a valuable thing. That's that's different, I think, maybe that's than kind, what you That's first what I mean, said. though. The, the pinnacle, I, I would say, again, the pinnacle of YouTube is much, much va less value than the pinnacle of writing in general. Or the pinnacle of anything, maybe. Okay, what about, like, Stephen King compared to Rhett and Link? <laughs> who, Stephen King's going to win that every time. Who adds more value? It depends how you determine value. Right. But I'm still going to argue Stephen King. Why? Because I think that Stephen King probably, for those who read him, again, I haven't, um, probably makes you think more than Rhett and Link does. Um, and I think that thinking is more, is, is more valuable than pure entertainment. Okay, what about, uh, John Green plays Fortnite as a pacifist? We were talking about this as, like, a moral dilemma when he actually killed someone. Right. Like, that was a jarring experience for us. Is, is, is that, is that not about, it's like, a it's like a long, drawn-out discussion on morality, and then some big changing event suddenly happened right in the middle of this. Like, right. is that, that was like a jarring video to me, and it, like, it, it gets exactly to what his, what his point is. It's like, 
okay, really, this is what Rockstar Games is doing to us. Epic And game. having, whatever, what's Rockstar? I don't know, it's an energy drink. It is an energy drink. <laughs> whatever. Epic game. And so then when he actually did shoot someone, it was that, like, jarring experience, even for me watching, that he wants to say all of this is for for Fortnite. Right. And so I would argue that his video is not purely entertainment at that point. Right. His 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 videos are to make you think about things even if it's in a like entertaining and almost like silly way, right? He's mm-hmm. still he's still pursuing something that's going to cause you to have a, a deeper thought process. And and I think that in in a lot of ways that Hank and John I would say are probably the pinnacle of what I don't know I don't know all the YouTubers out there but I would say that they are up there on like the people that I respect the most in what they have done with their YouTube fame yeah um, in, the, in the way that they are using that not as a platform to kind of I mean they still do kind of promote themselves but in a way that they're promoting things that they see as right um, the way that they I don't even know all the things that they do um but their goal isn't to just create more entertainment for entertainment's sake, but their goal is to create things that are that people can learn for free, think people can be challenged to think about things in a different way. Um, their whole idea behind their company is to look at the world in, in, in complex, complexly. I forget what the line is. but um, It's called complexly, so... Right. So, so if, if that's the pinnacle, then great. Yes, that's what we should shoot for. We should use, because that, that's using YouTube as a way to enrich and put value back into society. I, I don't think that that is, that is um, the norm. I think that's very rare yeah. in YouTube. Um, and so, yeah, it did start from them vlogging. And they probably were very low value at the beginning, apart from their own interactions with each other. Uh, but do I think that that should be... I, I think that's not the aspiration. The aspiration isn't to be, to use YouTube as a platform to make the world a better place. I don't think that that's the aspiration that mo- most young people have when they're saying, I want to be a YouTuber. I think that their aspirations is are I want to do this so that I can become famous and make money doing something that is enjoyable for me, which sounds terrible because you should pursue something that you find enjoyable, but I I don't think that that's the motivation behind most of people's goals. I don't know, to should be a YouTuber. Should you is it better to pursue something that you think is is enjoyable or something that adds benefit to society so like what what is what is value right and can value be different for different people um because then like if the most valuable thing is to do something that you enjoy which i don't think it is but lots of people do Mm -hmm. why not aspire to be a youtuber because I don't think that that's what is the most valuable. Like I, I, I guess that's that's I guess more that's probably more of what my point is 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 it, it we've kind of gotten to the idea of just what's valuable, and and so I I guess 
I would say broad strokes like people are valuable and like that's that's what is a value um, and so like I, I don't think that whether it's YouTube or TV or entertainment in general I don't think adds a lot of value in the sense that it doesn't necessarily do a lot for people other than make them happy and like uh, what's the word I'm looking for distracted I don't like it it depends on the the entertainment right yeah yeah I guess I, I, I seem to hate entertainment a lot something that I struggle with is Right, I'm a physicist, right? So, from a a jobs that are good for helping people live better lives, like scientist is like up on that list, right? But I feel like the work that I do is not super valuable to many people mm-hmm. because I'm yeah, I'm just trying to see underwater better. And how many people? does that affect um not many like uh i just oh okay so i watched a a documentary about lil dicky nice based on your save that money one hold on so i watched this i watched some video essay about lil dicky and this guy was saying his dreams have always been I thought about this after you proposed this. His dreams have always been to be a YouTuber, a comedian, and a rapper. Uh-huh. Um, wow, he must love Little Dicky. He does love Little Dicky. Um, so and then I did watch Save That Money, and that had 100 million views. Yeah. Like, nothing that... I, no paper that I ever write is going to be viewed 100 million times. Uh-huh. Even if it's like... If, it, if I come up with, like, the new theory of relativity, there's no way that's going to be viewed a hundred million times. Right. Because people just don't care that much. Do you, do you even think, like, the most popular books, like novels, have been no. read a hundred million times? No way. Uh, John Green just said in, in, I don't know if he just said it, but he said in one of his videos that he sold, yeah, it was his most recent one, he sold 50,000 copies of Paper Towns in the first week. Yeah. And that's, like... That's like a mediocre YouTube video. Right. It's not a... Okay, that's a good... Like, that's a lot of views for a YouTube video. Right, but like... But it's the, not a the, shocking a number of views for a YouTube right, video. Right, like the and largest that's the, numbers. That's the number just... one bestseller in in the U.S. Right. Um, so I, actually, I just read an interesting article called Literature is Dead. And they, they were... He was asking the question, like, can a book ever have the impact now that it has in the past Hmm. Um, and so I guess if traditionally valuable media have less and less distribution shouldn't like what's wrong with aspiring to be a, a YouTuber I guess yeah because in a lot of ways yeah i guess i guess the point is is that it's now since youtube is so big it is 
it is a such a large way to influence many people. Mm-hmm. And and that influence, if done, I would say positively, it can add a lot of value to society. So I don't know. Maybe maybe. Um, yeah, my but whole I think is, like your original point is trying to be a YouTuber does not necessarily give you a lot of skills. Right. And, and, and that's I why think... we need Skillshare, the greatest source of online. <laughs> <laughs> this week's episode is sponsored Brought by... Brought to you by Skillshare. <laughs> not a sponsor. <laughs> but right, that's, uh, that's what you're saying. Like, right. And, and, and those people... And I don't know. I don't know about all YouTubers, but I know for Rhett and Link, and I know for Hank and John Green, and who else? And I don't know. But but those people didn't. They didn't aspire to be YouTubers. Yeah. Um, they they put themselves out there using this platform, mm-hmm. and then became popular. And and Rhett and Link, even maybe to a less extent than Hank and John still do great things for people and and add value i would argue so so i guess and and like you could even argue like why are we doing a podcast that was gonna be my final question like like why do we do this like are we doing this to try to become famous are we doing it to yeah i don't know if we're trying to become famous we're doing a, a a pretty poor job of it right and and so I guess that's my that would be my recommendation for YouTube in general or any content that you want to do even if it's like blogging or something or or whatever that looks like in a lot of ways if you are setting out to do I don't I don't know this is my opinion I don't have any facts to back this up if you go into it and saying hey I'm gonna become famous then I th- I think you're gonna you're gonna have little success. I mean, maybe you will succeed, but I don't. I don't think it's gonna be enjoyable, and I don't think it's going to last very long. And and so the reason that I want to do the podcast every week is not because I want to try to get my good ideas out there because I'm probably wrong about many of the things that I say, or I'd want to try to be famous or whatever. I enjoy it because I enjoy talking to Austin. I enjoy. Um, the fact that it has brought our family together in a way that like hey like we almost always talk like mention something about mm-hmm. the episode in amongst our family every week um and so to me it's not about becoming famous it's about doing something that adds value to my life and the fact that it draws me closer to my family and and lets me think about things that are that I don't necessarily always think about, um, and then also connect me to other people that also listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't share it very much with people, which I probably should share it with more people, just because they would probably be interested. But I'm able that also creates other conversations with those people as well. Um, and so, yeah, my point is try if if you if you want to be a youtuber if you want to have do something like that make a podcast or blog or something don't don't 
reach for the stars, I guess, in a sense. Try to add value to the people that you interact with. Um, try to add value into your own life. Even if it's just something that's retrospective for yourself that makes you think about things that you wouldn't normally on a day-to-day mm -hmm. basis. That's adding value to your own life. Um, I don't I think that's kind of my thoughts. What are, what are your thoughts? Uh, do it for yourself and don't do it to be famous. Is that, uh, and that's essentially what you're saying? Well, do it, I didn't want to say do it for yourself because that seems selfish and doesn't, and doesn't seem to, it doesn't it doesn't really get kind of the idea I want to get across because it's not really it, it is do it for yourself but it's it's not really because I've also kind of been thinking about our podcast too and it's like am I only doing it for myself if so why do we post it on the internet um that's just it, where podcasts live right but 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 what would stop us from just video calling each other every week and just doing it off the air um there's not a pretend audience. I, I <laughs> no offense to the audience. Uh, Our audience is real. It, in in this situation, y'all are pretend though. But but my my point is, it's not just for myself because I I do we choose topics because of what we think other people might find valuable. I I, I think so. I think so. I think yes. Don't do it to be famous, but don't. And maybe just do it for yourself, but I think if you're doing it just for yourself, that's also kind of limiting. Because even if we're not famous, we still have an influence. Mm -hmm. We have a sphere of influence. And to not take advantage of that or to utilize that, I think is... It, it's not... Or I don't know. It's. It, I think you should be aware of the influence that you have and try to benefit that the group of people that you have an influence over. So I don't know if we influence our listeners in a positive way, but... Oh, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, but, I, yeah, fame is just, like, an inherently empty thing. Like, like fame is just being known. Mm -hmm. um, and that, like, that can be for anything. So I just... With the goal to be famous, I feel like you're just inevitably falling into a trap of, okay, how can I make the most, like, clickable content? Mm -hmm. Because I don't care what I'm famous for, I just want to be famous. Uh, and then I, then I think you're Logan Paul, and you post videos of people who have hanged themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, be, just because you want people to talk about you. Mm -hmm. Uh uh, again, I have I, like I've watched nothing that Logan Paul has ever done, uh, but uh, his content seems to be pretty void of content. Uh, there's just it mm -hmm. seems like the cotton candy of YouTube. Uh, it's just it's kind of there, and then you get hit by dopamine, and then you're like, wait, did I even actually eat anything? Um, so, if you're, if you're doing something, do it because you like it, and then if you get famous because of that, it, it, there, like, there's actual substance to, uh, what you're doing. 
or like because you care about something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It didn't. Wh- how does that work with what you said earlier? I think in this episode where you said you shouldn't do things just because you enjoy doing them. Um. Okay. That so that was a question I posed. Um. It de- uh, yeah. It depends on uh, on what you consider to be valuable. If mm-hmm. if I guess I don't see YouTube as a amazingly valuable way to live, uh, and so you might as well talk about something that you care about, um, or else you're just emptiness feeding emptiness. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas in non-YouTube, there are much there's a, a greater core of value, I think. Uh, so you should do things to further that value. Where uh, that exists on YouTube, um, but it's harder to do, I guess. Right. It's it's easier for me to see how maybe somewhat mundane tasks. In the inside of society, I'm gonna consider YouTube almost outside of society. I don't even consider myself to be a part of society. <laughs> how how mundane tasks inside of society and and by doing anything, you're interacting with other people adds value, than, than YouTube does. And and maybe that's maybe that's a somewhat like biased view, but like I, I don't know because even even doing something like I, in college, was helped on a dairy farm when literally all I did was feed cows and, like, clean up manure all day, which seems very mundane and, like, it doesn't add a lot of value to society because most of my interaction was with cows. But, like, people drink milk. But that's my (laughs) point. Like, even, even though that task seemed like it didn't add anything... I still would argue that that task, because it's providing milk for people, which allows them to survive, is adding more value into society than me creating YouTube entertainment content. I guess maybe to as an example for the point you were trying to make, unless that was not the point you were trying to make. No, that is that was the point I was trying to make, that value to me is... YouTube is a very different place than the physical world. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and because like YouTube is such like a a niche place, kind of. It's like everyone wants to find their own niche, right? So it's hard to fake a niche. Yeah. And, like, what does it give you? I guess money and fame, but, eh. Those are fleeting. They're overrated. Yeah, and you don't even have to take our word for it. You can listen to people who are famous and rich. and Like anyone who is rich and famous. Yep. So, yeah, so I would say if you want to be, if you want to do YouTube or want to do a podcast or want to do a blog, do it. But... But I would say have 
have reasonable goals and and instead of trying to become famous on a world scale maybe just become famous with your friend group and and do things that adds value mm-hmm. um to, to a smaller group of people because I, I do think that you you should do things that you love but you should also try to figure out how those things that you love can also add value to the people that you interact with mm-hmm. um to me the pinnacle of youtube will always be pbs idea channel and so i like their goal is definitely not to be world famous because they're like okay how does uh something like how does this piece of pop culture can we view it through the lens of like soren kierkegaard that's a pretty niche audience uh Mm -hmm. but their goal is to build a community around like okay let's ask these questions and look at culture and assume it has meaning and then look and see what these meanings are um and try to to look at them critically um so mike rignetto really loves asking those questions and there is some audience that wants to engage with them and and try to look at things um, from a different perspective. So, mm-hmm. I building that Adrian. I'm gonna be like you. Building that community, I think, is the should be the goal of YouTube. And I think John and Green. Wow, John and Hank do that too. Um, right. And GMM. Yep. Nothing. It's good. End of thoughts. Alrighty. Um, so yeah, let us know if you completely disagree with us because we probably maybe have a different idea of what is valuable than other people. Which That's is probably prob- true. Which is probably true. So if we're completely wrong, let us know. Also, shout out to our email. Yeah. I have I have received emails from listeners telling us of how we have positively influenced More than their. One? Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. So I we didn't quite get to it, but there was so the email about a potential idea for an episode, which I think kind of applies to this episode. So the question the question we got um, from one of our listeners was about um, how how toys have influenced have changed and how influenced how people have have grow up essentially, and so in a lot of ways. I thought that idea kind of fits in a lot with a YouTube right now because, like, growing up, we didn't even watch YouTube, really. We um, couldn't. No, we couldn't because it didn't exist. Um, and so and now... dial-up. Right. And so now I think that YouTube has really changed what people do with their time. Um, I don't even really know if, if people... In, in the sense that, like, throughout, like, middle school and even in high school to some extent, well, we didn't really have a lot of time in high school, but, like, middle school, like, I would still say we did, we spent a lot of time still playing with Legos and action figures, whereas I don't really know a lot about middle schoolers today, but I probably know, spend not. more time playing video games and watching YouTube. So, in a sense, I would say YouTube has affected has affected them and so in a sense that their their toys have have changed the way using toys and cell phones as their or youtube and cell phones as their toys for today yeah but, but anyways so 
feel free to use our email to send us other questions or articles that you might find interesting that you want us to potentially talk about on this show and let us know if we have positively influenced your life it's kind of scary to ask because we may have negatively influenced your life but tell us that too because i that's true that would be beneficial for us yeah. to know so that we don't continue to make those mistakes so anyways you can find our email is on our blog if you know where our blog is most people don't i don't even know if i could give you the address it's like um and when I say I mean, let me let me look at it Isn't here. Is it dot blogspot dot com? Yeah, and when I say I mean dot blogspot dot com, you can What's go our email to address? the contact us page, and from there you can find our email address, which is and when I say I mean at gmail dot com, all lowercase. Does case so, does case matter in email addresses? Because I don't think it does. If if it does. It's all lowercase. If it doesn't, okay. use your favorite case however you'd like. My favorite case is camel. Was that a pun somehow? No, that's yeah, just a... right over my head. <laughs> no, camel case is a thing. It's where you just capitalize the first letter of every word when you're putting them all together. I think that should be a thing for hashtags, and it just abuses the heck out of me that it's not. I always, I always capitalize the new word whenever I hashtag things? Yeah, that's camel case, but you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that in a hashtag? No, it's just... It's, such, you it's just so easier to hashtags. read because then you don't get, like, Tell the words that are, like, mashed up together. Yeah. You, you know what I've thought for a long time? This is way off topic. Sure, hit me with it. But there should be some way... You know when you're writing and, like, you end one word and then you start a next word, but the, like, first the last letter of the one word is the same as the first letter of the next word like you should be able to combine those somehow that what probably would German? be really confusing that would be very confusing anyways instead of that confusing recommendation Austin do you have any recommendations for us this week um this is going to be something unrelated but uh I was thinking a lot about beavers today I, like I kept hearing beavers like somebody said something <laughs> and I thought he's I thought for sure he said royal beaver Oh my um, and there was a picture of a beaver on some desktop that I saw. Um, and so I took some cool pictures of a beaver on our vacation. And so this is, hold up, we're going to tie this back in. I was okay. thinking about beavers. And like beavers literally change the world every day just by being themselves. Like beavers going out and doing the things that they do changes the, like, the physical landscape of North America. And so... If a like if a beaver can influence the world, then I, I assume this podcast and like just the things that you do day to day also influence the world. So beavers are just like giant rats, right? That swim and build dams, <laughs> and they they change the world. So uh, I I'm sure you are are better than a giant rat that swims and builds dams. So you change the world every day. Uh, so. How, how do you change the world? Um, that's just something I've been thinking about with beavers. Um, and, oh, also, I, I don't. I wanted to say this is gonna. I maybe be sappy, but so I read the the light in the dark, right? And it's these letters that people are writing to each other, and it's like what they have of each other. So if this is our letters to the world, I just want to say 
I love you, and I love doing this podcast with you. So oh, thank you. The world knows. I love you too, Austin. Thank you. Anyway, my recommendation. I hope you don't die. <laughs> this, that would be so fitting, though. <laughs> it would um, be, especially because right now, as you're listening to this, I'm in Iceland somewhere. Hopefully, not. Right. There's volcanoes freezing. there. It's anyway. It's gonna be cold. But if you do, we have we. we These have, are our souvenirs. Yeah. Anyway, my recommendation is, and now I'm I'm back to my regular mm-hmm. pace of recommendations is uh, over the garden wall. It is a very short series on Cartoon Network, which I watched on Hulu, um, about these two kids. Uh, Wirt and Greg and they are wandering through the unknown uh, trying to find their way back to their home and they have all kinds of wacky adventures Uh, Greg is very charming and not like smooth charming just like he's a cute kid charming Uh, Wirt is very mopey Um, so I to me um it is a a metaphor for the the just the the aimlessness of today's world and culture um mm-hmm. uh that's how I, that's how i interpret over the garden wall um but it's also a fun romp there's lots of fun singing there's one about uh molasses and potatoes it's it's a fun, wacky romp through this world. Nice. Other I people have believe... other people have recommended it to me. So <laughs> many times. Yeah. Like like almost like as often as we see them, it will be recommended. Not not like other people than just Martin Fishers have recommended it to me. Are as you well. serious? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know anybody else had ever heard of it. No. Uh, there's also a PBS Idea channel about it. Wow. Uh, is Over the Garden Wall about having faith, which is interesting because Mike Rignetta is a is not a person of faith to make this video. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's fun. You can watch know. it in like two hours. Yeah, I don't know if I'll ever watch it, but maybe if I have two hours to kill we'll see okay my recommendations for this week I have no idea because um and we recorded this the next day um but some things I've been listening to I did try to listen to more of the Avett Brothers today um Mm -hmm. shout out to last week's episode um and I I just skipped right to um What's that one that you talked about last week? If I Get Murdered in the City? No, 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 but the album. Um, it's like something, I See You, I Love You or something. Oh, I and Loving You? Yeah, I was close. Um, so just skip to that album and listen to that. So that was, that was good. Um, some other things I've listened to. Um, Vocal Few had a new EP come out. Oh, yeah. I was um, going to shout that out a while back but forgot. Yeah, so um, it's pretty good. I've only listened to it a handful of times. Um, but it's it's solid. Um, what else happened? Oh, so the socks that were referenced earlier in this episode. Um, uh, 
they're called darn tough socks. Now, the pair runs a little a little more expensive than you would normally think about for a pair of socks, but they're extremely comfortable. They have a lifetime warranty on them, so if you like, they get damaged at all, then bam, another pair of socks. And they're made right in the great U.S. of A. Right across the the border in Vermont, so it's just like win-win-win. They're very comfortable. Um, I'm sure if I was telling this to you as I was actually in Iceland, I'd be giving you glorious reviews of how comfortable they are. And how warm they keep your feet. Yeah, in the in the sideways rain of the the frozen tundra. Maybe I should invest in them, but I really have no interest in buying socks, as I've yeah, previously that's, that's, stated. I, I didn't even really think about the fact that we have had conversations about you buying socks before. Um, but regardless, I know I can't convince Austin to buy socks. But yep. if you're looking for if you're looking for a good pair of socks for the upcoming fall and winter season, I recommend Darn Tough Socks. You can get them on Amazon. Okay. Interesting recommendations. Hey, you know, next week will be better. Sorry, I stepped on my headphones and I couldn't hear what you just said. I just said next week will be better. Okay. Well, it'll be like Iceland, I hope. And That's not... <laughs> Iceland is harder... I feel like that's a taller order than reading a book, for the record. You know, I could maybe make it more broad. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Well, hopefully you enjoy your week and make all your aspirations high so that when you fail, you're still on the right path. And if you think about it, you're at least better than a beaver. Beaver inspired today. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Oh, I thought of it earlier, and I just had no. to slip it in there. C- cut this before that shows up. That's uh, that's a disgrace. All right, we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>